I don't regret anything from my past because it was my greatest teacher. Let's go! People say, Tim, yo, you're my hero How you do it? How you stay strong? Let them all know There's so much that I've been through I have my days when it's true, y'all I just can't smile, I just wanna cry It ain't easy, sometimes it's work just to be alive But when I think of the goodness that's come to me It's easier to let go I reply with every now and then But life comes down to two things And that's rejection and acceptance So I reject that there's no peace And I accept that I am free And that's all I have to be And that's all I ever need Cause when I think of the goodness that's come to me It's easier to let go of all my grief Sometimes you gotta kill yourself that I'm not having it Just take a good look in the mirror Say to yourself I've come too far to quit So say I'm good Good enough to love myself Good enough to have success What you gain from all your stress It's the freedom to know that God is blessed I'm good Good enough to handle my peace Good enough to raise my kids Past is the best And honestly I'm happy for where I'm at Because I'm my let me tell you, and I'ma say it loud and clear And you listen, so you hear me So you never will forget You're good enough to get that job You're good enough to drive that car And on top of all these things You're good enough to have your dreams Yeah, yeah Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah That was Tim Bowman Jr. with I'm Good. You better know I am good on this wonderful Wednesday. Today, y'all, Lisa McClendon is here with us for the Soul Collection. Yep, my Keisha, also known as Keisha Lee No, is here with us. Yep, and Desiree from Pennsylvania is here. So today we have Florida, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania in the house. Let's go. Lisa McClendon up next after Brighter from Doe. Hi, this is Indie Gospel Recording Artist, and this is Stuart, and you are listening to A Dose of Hope Radio. Oh, I'd like to use my brain for you, and use it to write songs for you. You're giving all of the best to me, cause I'm giving all of the best to me. Hold up, my heart's only built for two, you won't wear me up cause I'm not perfect shoe. You're giving all of the best to me. Cause I'm giving all of my best I, 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 I don't need girls And I don't need songs But I choose to use them The light shines brighter when it shines for you Whoa, I am low and small No, this ain't hot air It's how I choose to love you The light shines brighter when it shines for two Oh, love, you turn on the truth in me you light up my heart with possibilities I'm giving everything I need You're loving Oh, you're forever in my destiny Whoa. 
the tapestry Your love is everything to me Everything I, 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 I don't need words And I don't need songs But I choose to use them My light shines brighter when it shines for you Whoa, I get low and slow No, this ain't higher It's how I choose to love you Keep it burning brighter Oh yeah Brighter Trust me, I'm gonna let it shine If you keep it burning Brighter Brighter Oh yeah I don't need words And I don't need songs But I choose, I choose to use them Cause I'm bright song say this little light of mine hey i'm gonna let it shine whoa this little light of mine yeah 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 oh say this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine let it shine let it shine Today, we catch up with Lisa McClendon, the author, the soul singer, the mother, the sister, my sister. We are so happy to have you here and we celebrate you. Welcome to a Dose of Hope Radio Inspirational Music Highlight. How are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. Good, good. I'm so glad we have you with us. I mean, I have been listening to your music for some years. I know, I feel like some 17, 18 years now. <laughs> and um, I have always been inspired by, you know, just by you. And truly, uh-huh. um, I was always, I was an R&B singer. So when I oh, came wow. into, yeah, so when uh-huh. I came into gospel, I thought I had to be different until I heard you. Uh-uh. And then I was like, wow, so I'm telling you, you have truly, truly been a blessing to me. So, again, welcome. And um, what's been going on with you? Oh, wow. Um, So we just released um, the Greatest Hits album. Okay. Um, And, of course, uh, I have my children's book that was released um, right before the pandemic hit. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And my book, my book, um... My book for women, and she lives happily ever after. But right now, the most recent thing we are definitely pushing the greatest hits album, the independent, the, the hits that you missed. So that's going very well. Oh, you know what? I love that you said the hits that you missed. Um, because you know a lot. I know you call it the soul collection. You know, I, yes. Thank you for saying that. Like, you need, I do need to say the name of the album. Isn't yes, the soul collection. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, the hits that you missed. Um, because sometimes, and it's, it's a blessing. People know me for you are holy, but like I have my albums out, and I was like, before I do another album, let me re-release the album. People have never heard. They're like, oh my god,
I didn't know. I'm like, why release it? Yeah, release you know, it. and that's that's interesting because a lot of times, like you say, people don't know. And then with so much time going past, you know, people like, I know back in the day, you would hear one song and then you would fall in love with that one song and never really even listen to the rest of the album. The rest of the album. So, right. so for you to right. do that, that's really brilliant because it brings back songs that people have not heard, you know, before. And right. it's like, wow. Like, I mean, cause I listened to your, um, you had like a listening party and I listened to that today and I was like, Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. You know? And I had never even heard these songs like the one you had called if you fall. I was like, Oh my God. Like I fell in love because I was like, I've never heard it before. That was the first, 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 first album. That was the first album. Wow. See, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need to have, you need to have had a greatest hits. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody called me today and said, you need a part two. I said, oh, don't, don't look. Hey, we have movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. So I know, um, I was looking around and I, and I saw something, um, I think it was on Instagram and you said, um, I never thought that I'd sing again. What made you mm. stop? Oh my God! Few things. Then the the biggest thing was one of the one of the like short sixty minute documentaries I did this morning. A post I did this morning was I wasn't a I wasn't abusive marriage, and um in that marriage never really talked about this part, but in that marriage he had gotten to the point. Well, it was always there, but I was just too blind to see it. Mm-hmm. But um it got to the point where the conversations were bold enough to tell me that, you know, this family needs you to sing. We're cursed when you don't sing. You haven't because it, 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 I started feeling like I was being like you know how kids how people are trafficked. Yes. Yes. I felt like I was I was gift trafficked. Trafficking. I understand. It's like using your singing gift as yeah. a weapon against you. You were being weaponized. Exactly. So it was just like being, I was really being beat with my own gift. Just, mm. you know, just to be honest. I was, I mean, I was said so many negative stuff was said to me, like the industry don't love me. Uh, I mean, I, I let, I think about some of that now and I'm like, why can't I believe I lived through that? But yeah, it was stuff said to me, like just really degrading stuff about me and the industry. Nobody wants to work with me because you're this and like, and I came and I saved you. And I believe that stuff. And the last final, final blow was one day it was said to me that our family was cursed because I wouldn't sing. And my, I was telling one of my homegirls about it. And I was just talking to her. And I wasn't even really, really, I was thinking about it, but I wasn't really thinking about mm-hmm. it. But she started, she said, um, sis, so what is, is he your pimp? And it's like something about when she said that, like I started waking up. Yes. Like I was like, oh my God, I've been, I have, I have been being pimped. Like I have, my voice has been used to take care of your lifestyle and I've been just handed out to take care of your needs and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I just, it was, it was not, it became, it was just, it was working for someone else. Yeah. You know, like for instance, sex is supposed to be a beautiful thing. Let's just be honest. God created it to be a beautiful thing. Yes. But when you are sexually abused, no matter how beautiful sex is supposed to be, you don't want nothing to do with it. You don't want nothing. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, because it was abused, I wanted nothing to do with. It. I would like it went. I went years. I wouldn't even listen to the radio. I didn't. I want. I didn't want to listen to any music. Um, and then it just within the last year, it just started coming back slowly. Uh, I had to be healed though. Yes. Healed. And and what what did that look like for you? What was Healing? that process? Yes. Woo, honey, long. <laughs> we long. we gonna talk about it. Listen, the process. Was a, it was painfully beautiful. Mm. Um, it was the thing that some people don't want to do that by yourself. I, I, I was having a cave experience. I was by myself. It was a few people that, that God would allow close to me. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was by myself crying a lot, reading a... When I tell you, I read so many books, Mm. so many books I read about over, you know, how to deal with life therapy. I had to go through therapy. I had several life coaches. Um, I had to withdraw because I had to learn how to hear God's voice without any interruption. Mm. And I had to learn how to trust my own voice because that relationship that I was in, I had, um, I had stopped trusting myself. I I didn't, I didn't believe anything Mm. that I said. I felt like I, I just didn't trust me. And so I had to build. So that whole time I was building a relationship, not with just God, but a, a relationship with myself. I had to learn to love myself. Yes. Really for the first time ever. Because if I loved myself before, I wouldn't have never allowed it in my life in the first place. Amen. Amen. Um, but yeah. you know what? You almost brought me to tears, honey, when you said I had oh, to wow. learn to trust myself. Because yeah. when you're in a yeah. bad situation, it can yeah. it can totally strip any ounce of security that you have in your own judgment and your own thinking. And so you have to be able to, you know, in your healing process to learn how to stand 
on your mm-hmm. own, you know, healing and beliefs mm-hmm. and, and, you know, is what I'm thinking right? Is it true? Is it, you mm-hmm. know, is it indicative of who I am? Because yeah. when you're in a bad situation, you can't see it clearly. Nope. You think you're crazy because somebody's telling you you're crazy. You think you're crazy. You don't you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. And I remember that I was sitting in my window. <clears throat> just looking out. We used to live over, over the water. And I was looking up, looking over the water. And um, I just heard the voice of God really clearly. And God just told me to stop listening to him. He said, stop listening to him. Mm. Like, that's just like what God, like what he's telling me. Because I was just listening to everything that was being told to me. All yes. this negative negative stuff that I was this awful person and like I was just it was just hard it was I mean it's almost funny now because I'm like I cannot believe I was in that but anyway and God just was like that's not true all the, the lies are being played in my head and God was just like tearing yeah. them down that's not true that's but not you know true. sometimes we get that. into stuff mm-hmm. not for our not for our own selves but for other people and so when you started <laughs> You know what I'm saying, sis? So when you start moving out of that thing, then you start realizing, like, wait a minute, this this one for me. Yes, because for me, I look at it like this. It's for, for other people and for me. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, like, we, I, I think that's what you said. But like, like we were on a plane, and they say, before you administer oxygen to the person next to you, they always say, <laughs> yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? You better but come on, preach. Well, I was trained growing up, growing up in church all my life that it's selfish to look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the very thing that got me into the situation I was in. Absolutely. Because that person used that, what I've been taught all my life, to their advantage, and so anytime I would think of myself, it was you're not supposed to do that. That's not godly. You're not supposed to, do that. and it was just like, and so I just literally, literally stopped taking care of myself, stopped taking care of my children. I just kind of, I was codependent on everything he said, everything he said we needed to do. I did. We were robots, and it was just crazy. But but I've learned. I God brought that scripture back to me that says, you know, it says to love the Lord God with all your heart, but mm-hmm. say, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. I mean, it's so. Like you are, your love for yourself is the blueprint yes. for everyone else. I can't give you something I don't have for myself. That's it. If That's I do, it. it's hypocritical. It's not. It's not genuine. Yep, you I'm can't saying, truly love somebody else unless you can love yourself anyway. Exactly. You have to have love within. Yes. So yes. It's like beautiful. Like I have no no animosity, no no bitterness. It's just I, I I read this in a book, um, the game of life and how it's played, and it really was the, one of the big things that God used for me to learn to forgive. And she said, no man is your enemy, no man is your friend, every man is your teacher. Mm. And it just made me sit and say, what did I learn from that situation? What did he teach me about myself? Yes. And everybody that was connected, what did I learn about myself? Mm. And then when I, when I realized what I learned about myself, then I was able to work on myself. I, I learned things that were hard for me to accept. And then I learned things that I was proud of. I'm like, well, you're resilient. Some women go through that and they kill themselves. Some women go through yes. that and they, they go crazy. Yes. You bounce back. I, mm-hmm. I have a friend. I was just talking to a close family member of mine. I have a friend I grew up with. She went through the same thing, Hope, that I went through. And she is now, like, clinically, mentally, mm. crazy, like, bipolar. She's yeah. completely lost. She snapped. Mm-hmm. She's not herself. Like, she is not... Like, it's scary when, when I talk to the person about her because I'm like, that is not the girl I grew up with. Oh, That's my right. God. And I yeah. was telling the person, that could have been me. But for the grace of God, that could have been me. My talking God. to myself, walking around in circles, not knowing where I'm at, showing up my at your doorstep unannounced, looking crazy. And that's where I was headed. And God saved me right in time. Hey, hey, won't he do it? Won't he will? We serve a God that'll show up in the nick of time. We'll be right back with Lisa McClendon.
Who I just love that song. That is Thank You, Lord by Tamar Braxton. Let's get back into this interview with the fabulous Lisa McClendon. Lisa, you mentioned how people should just stop looking for permission to evolve and how you granted yourself that permission. Come on, talk to us. Listen, let me tell you something. We always looking for people to validate us. Yes. I don't need you to validate me. You can confirm what I've already know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna you're not gonna validate me. Um, because t- that's another part of codependency. Well, I need you to do something that I can do yes. for myself. Yes. You know, if we want to go scripture, there's about there's a scripture that says, "Greater is He that is in you than He that do." Yeah. So why am I looking on the outside? When everything that I need is already was it already came within me, like the seed. Mm-hmm. The seed that we when we see these trees and these flowers, all that stuff, all of it was inside of that seed. It, it mm, never mm, needed mm. to reach outward. Mm, it, just needed, mm, mm, mm. it just needed to be watered. Yes, and I simply needed to be watered. That's all. But I went through a season of watering where I just, just allowed myself to be watered. You know, it's so stifling when we um, feel like we have to get permission to grow, permission to evolve. You know it permission to to be bigger than what to, to be what we are, were intended to be because god already put everything in you that you need so at the end of the day why do i have to go and ask a group of people or an industry or whoever can i be hope right when god already put hope in there god god already put lisa in there right you know exactly so that is exactly mm, mm, mm. that is something and that's else that's a dangerous place that's the pit I believe that's the pitfalls we fall in it when is. we lean too much on people's opinions. Mm, people now pleasing. you have given them the power to steer your thinking, to steer your beliefs, your attitudes. When you just lean on people, look, you can you can tell me something and you can share it with me, but why 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 wouldn't I process what you said? Why do I just have to take what you said and, and it's law? Right, absolutely. So I don't. I do not do that. I don't. I don't care who you are. I don't just let people tell me anything because that's. That led me down a very dangerous path when people can mm. just manipulate your thoughts, your words. God has given you a mind. You can think for yourself. Yes. <laughs> think. Absolutely. You know, and it's know. and and if you know like I know, it's the best thing for you. It's the bet listen, you know what I'm saying? It's the best thing. <laughs> it's it set me free, like it's so it just God it's just amazing. Like even the fact that how just that time of seclusion, that cave time, that mm. that taking a moment to fall back i did not realize that all my life as long as i have been alive up until my 40s that i had boxed this amazing energy amazing god this incredible creator in this box mm. and i discovered that god was way bigger way bigger, bigger. Than the word bigger. Mm-hmm. And, I was just, and I just started seeing like this crazy manifestations of who God really was. And I'm like, wow, but I had put God in this box because I let you tell me that's all God could do. Mm-hmm. I let you tell me that if, 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 if it's that, that ain't God. If it's that, that ain't God. And God just missed, like, like I always say, my mama laugh at me when I say this. God just came and just knocked over my Legos. Just kicked all my little Legos <laughs> down. It was like, all this that you've been building, mm-mm, quick. Yeah, you know, let's rebuild. <laughs> That's like, like God. There's no limits. Like I just see the manifestation of God's glory in so many in places that I didn't, I didn't know God would be, and it's like it's crazy to say that because if God is God, isn't God everywhere? So it's just it's just amazing how even how bigger God has even gotten in my life. So absolutely. So okay, according to I'm looking at the Soul Collection, right? So yeah. and you said that you were in in a cave place, yeah. right? So which one of your songs did Ooh. you? use in in that moment to lift yourself up the song you because you i was about to lose my mind i was walking up and down my driveway we lived on a we lived on a hill mm-hmm. and the driveway went up the hill i was walking up and down that hill trying to not lose my mind mm. and i just kept saying i was gonna think about you guys just think about you guys and i kept saying it and that's how the song came i just think about you First peak of the morning sun. So mm. it's just like I had to just, I had to sing my way out. Cause yes. That, that was towards the end. Hey, that. yes. Yes. You, yeah. Mm, my God. So we're going to play that one right here for you. This oh, is okay. Lisa McClendon's You. Speak at the morning sky 
when the sunlight warms my eyes I just think about you Cause you're the first thing on my mind And I know that everything's alright I just think about you I just think about you When the seasons start to change I just think about you When life starts to climb away I just think about you Cause I refuse not to be okay But I'm gonna stand on what you say I just think about you Every time I close my eyes Every time I close my eyes Or I'm afraid to even try Yes, Lisa, I love it and I love you. So before you go, tell us where people can find the Soul Collection. You can get the album on um, all of your favorite online stores. It's um, exclusively online. So Apple Music, Spotify, Tittle, iTunes, any place where you find your online music, you can um, get the Soul Collection now. You will not be disappointed to hear the classics and, like, again, some, some of the stuff that you missed. And then both of my books are on Amazon. Um, the Adventures of L.J. the Great is for is for children. Building Self-Confidence in Black and Brown Children, I'm So Proud of Myself, is the name of the book. And um, and She Lives Happily Ever After is the book for women who are single and are struggling with broken heart. That book will definitely help you on your journey back to loving yourself. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. This girl is a speaker, a singer, a published <laughs> author. She is doing the business so Please, family, you know, just go out there and support my sister. What is your website? It's lisamcclendonmusic.com. All right, we got you covered. Up next is Keish Lino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I try, I try and I try I can't seem to get it right It 
If I keep my eyes on you, I know that you will see me through. I try, I try, and I try, but I got to keep up the fight. This war with my flesh ain't right. By your grace, I will stand upright. It seems my life has been so very hard. Sometimes it's hard to try and live the part. Try to live the part. Do what my God would have me to do. Have me to do. This heart of mine, I'm so sick of you. I try, I try, and I try, but. I got to keep up the fight. This war with my flesh ain't right. By your grace, I will stand upright. I try, I try, and I try, but I can't seem to get it right. If I keep my eyes on you, I know that you will save me. My heart is deceitful, this I know. I know. In your word, I know my new heart can grow. Take my hand and show me the way. Show me how to live your way. Because I love you, Lord. And I need, I need you. Because I know you love me too. And that is why I'm forever. You want me to go Whatever you want from me Let me know Let me know My heart, my mind, and my soul Forever Forever My life extends to you Wherever you want me to Wherever go Today we have for you a ball of fire. My Keisha Smith, most known by her fans as Keisha Lee No. She is a dancer who is known worldwide and has overcome dwarfism. Her three foot five, and you have to add the half, frame is making a massive impact on the world with 410,000 IG followers. You have seen her everywhere on Little Women LA and now here with us. Welcome Keisha Lineau. How are you today? Hello. Good. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for just reminding us that no matter what obstacles you face in life, that if you set your mind and your heart to them, you can get what you want. Of course. Absolutely. So I was watching your videos and I'm going to tell you something. You are a dancing something. Do you hear me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Look, I was I can't dance like that. I, I can do it. I can cut a little bit of rug, but you can really <laughs> get it in. So you've been dancing for a long time. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, well, I've been dancing for, ooh, let's just say since I was three, a lot of years. I did traditional like tap, jazz, ballet point. Um, I didn't start doing hip hop until after I actually graduated college back in 2017. 17 um, was when I started. I graduated in 2015. Okay. And I just, you know, I started making videos, uh, which we'll probably get into that. But I didn't really start doing hip hop until 2017. 
which is crazy. Like, I've been known kind of like for hip-hop or cheer, I should say. Yes. But I, I just started that. Oh, wow. Well, you you taking it by storm, okay? Yeah. Um, so I know that you have had some obstacles or, or what other people may perceive as obstacles because you certainly don't make them appear that way. But, um, you know, just as a child, what were some of the obstacles that you faced? Well, as for me, um, I mean, a little backstory. I, of course, you know, was the only short person in my family. I was the only short person in my school, as well as any activities that I did outside of school. And also, I was the only black girl as well. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I went to a Christian academy school, private Christian academy. You know, like I said, I was the only black girl. I went to this school that was mainly, you know, predominantly white people. Um, I tell people, all the, like, I tell all the time. When I was younger, I didn't really see color. It was a few obstacles as far as me doing the activities that I did, such as dance or cheerleading but because my mom put me into those um activities yes she made it much easier for me to understand as I was growing yes that, you know it was teaching me that I could still do it regardless regardless of, you know you know life. and I did notice that um when I was watching one of the videos that I saw you in and you were um showing yourself as a child and how you did all these things mm -hmm. and I was thinking to myself I said mom did a great job at you know just putting you into activities yeah. to show you that there were true Truly no limits. It's one thing to say to a child, you know, well, you're not limited. You can do what you want to do. But it's another thing to put them out there in pageants and different stuff like that and say, now prove, you know, what I'm saying is true about you. Yeah. And that was that was really her, her way of explaining because she said she really didn't know how to put it in words to where I would understand. Or right. I could actually feel comfortable enough, you know, growing up because at a younger age, it is harder for kids to really understand that. And that's why, like, a lot of times I don't pressure people or their kids you know i hold accountability to the adult you know yeah you're supposed to teach and if you don't know ask questions but you know as a child it was it didn't like it didn't phase me i didn't see any you know different i mean i knew i was small but like right well i know I, you said you always saw yourself um, as average yeah. you know you were not allowed and I like I love the fact that you were not allowed to define yourself as short or you know a little person he's like hey this is just me and this is who I am when I was in high school I looked in the mirror and realized that I actually okay you're really a short person like I mean I, I knew it as you know middle school came I realized that but it was just to the point where you know how when you're actually looking at yourself and it's like you're actually realizing certain things right right mm -hmm. like oh wow okay so I, I really am this. Yes, but when I looked in the mirror, and I, I wasn't just looking at myself. I was actually looking at my image yeah. being short, like, literally, you know. And it, it, some people may be, you know, it may be hard to actually look at that. But for me, it was, it took a, took a long time. Yeah. So is there anything that you, you have tried to do that you said, you know what, wait a minute, that's not for me? <laughs> crazy you ask that question because when I was in middle school and I knew I, I first of all I knew that I couldn't do it but the reason I did it was because I okay the thing that I did was I went and tried out for volleyball <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know what really happened was I didn't turn in my paper in time for truly season eighth grade and I did not want to have to go home like I needed something to do at after school and the children teacher I had cheered there already but she was like well you didn't turn your paper in so I can't do it and I'm like are you serious so she didn't let me try out for eighth grade mm -hmm. and so I was like well I'm gonna go try out for volleyball at first I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to but when I told my family they laughed and clowned so bad it was so crazy to the point where I said just because y'all think that I can't do this I'm definitely gonna do it and that's what really made me go do it yeah I mean of course you know I didn't make the team but for me to actually be able to go through the whole tryout that's right I'm still impressed at myself you know that's right they, they was like I mean you could be a part of the team and do water and I'm looking at <laughs> looking like, so, oh I don't no I even want to do this I only did this to prove a point right like it literally turned into something where it was just to let them know like right it's yeah, like you put a wall in front of me and I'm yeah. gonna show you how I bust through it so literally that that's what I did and I don't think I've told many people that story but yeah. <laughs> well that's <laughs> cool so let me ask you this I know um I read that you said um 
you have pain from arthritis in the knees and your back and um but you still push through i mean it's like what allows you inside of you to continue despite the fact that you are feeling all of these things while you're either dancing or you know whatever you may be doing um i love it i i just i can't mm. stop that's why i didn't get surgery when i was younger they had me um because i have scoliosis I also have not knees. I went to Shriners Hospital and I was there, you know, all the 18 years of my life. And they asked at a certain age, you know, would you like to do surgery? And because I, my mom wanted me to be able to, you know, say my answers instead of her speaking for me. Mm-hmm. She waited till I was old enough. And once I'm old enough, I'm in all these activities. And when y'all break it down and say, I'm going to have to take a year or even more off because yeah. of a surgery, that went out the window. And I said, I just have to deal with it. You know, we'll yeah. figure it out. I wore braces on my back, my knees. I had to wear the corrective shoes. All, I did all the nine. Yeah. And, you know, nothing really, well, I will say nothing worked because I didn't do it correctly. I will say that. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's because my my love for dance and, you know, everything that I was doing, cheerleading, it was to the point where I wanted to do that. It made me happy and it made me, you know, just feel regular. Yes. Like, I didn't feel like... And you weren't, I, you weren't willing to take that sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and now I do pay for it. You know, I'm in so much. It's just like, you can't stop. Like, because you love it so much. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have pains here and there. But that's that's what most, dan- most dancers or anybody, that's how I look at it. You are, like I said, just an inspiration. Uh-huh. And just watching you dance, watching you live out, live your life. You know, we see so many people now who just, they just don't enjoy life. Life is hard for so many people. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to love themselves enough or to love mm-hmm. themselves through what they're going through or what, uh, you know, or even what they feel. People don't live out their dreams. And um, I saw recently, I saw um, that you were on uh, Little Women LA. How was that? Uh, Little Women LA was amazing. It was great. It was um, it was an eye-opener experience. I'll say that because I, crazy short story, I, I never was like around a lot of little people. In fact, I was scared of little people. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Backstory of that, my dad took me to a little basketball game and it was little people versus tall people. And the little people, I was cheering for them and they lost. They start throwing chairs. And ever since then, I never liked little people. Okay. And not only that, like I said, when I look in the mirror, I never look like most average little people. Right. So that's what like threw me off. As a little person, you know, you look like this. Like I didn't see much of me. I didn't see a different variety. The most I saw were how majority little people look. So to me, I was like, how can I be a little person, or how can I even be one of them if we don't look the same? Like I didn't, I didn't quite get right, it. right. So fast forward, I get the opportunity. Before the opportunity was presented, I always told myself, and I told people. I even have interviews where I've told people I would never do that show, and that was because I just felt like that wasn't for me it was just it was crazy like I didn't see nothing good in it but then you know when they presented the opportunity I thought and I said you know what this is something that I probably should do because for one it's gonna be a good experience and two it's gonna be it's gonna be good for me to actually use for like what's the word I'm looking for exposure yes you know um, whether it's good or bad regardless of what they have and their issues on the show it has nothing to do with me because absolutely I was apart mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with whatever was going on. Yeah. So being on that show was basically just an eye-opener to really be in their world, which is my world as well, but it's not because I never really... You, you never I put played, mentally put yourself I, in that world. Yeah. What are you up to now? I'm teaching at the dance studio, uh, Fusion Force Entertainment Dance Complex. Okay. I've been teaching there since 2017 when I first started doing hip-hop. That's where I started. Okay. And I teach competition kids um, as well as dance crew which is like recreational dance oh nice nice well good well i'm I'm glad to see that you're continuing to do things that that are true and dear to your heart oh yeah you know you that's that's the that's the one road to happiness that i always tell people do what feels good to you you know do what feels good to your heart so i just want to thank you for coming on the show today just for sharing your life with us sharing uh you know just giving us that that ounce of hope that you know Uh no matter what you face in this life no matter what's going on it's still something to be enjoyable about it's still something to be happy about it's still um something that in you know within us that we have to find to give us that ability to push through yeah and i just thank you so much so where where can people find you um so 
you can find me under my name, same thing, uh, Keish Lino. That's two E's and three O's for Lino. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, Instagram, I am on Twitter, I'm on Snapchat. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. All right, and then they can I'm sure they can Google you too. Oh yeah, you can pull up type. You can actually type in my real name, my Keisha Smith, or my stage name, Keisha Leno, and you'll get content. All right, and, and again, thank you for um, for being with us today. And I thank you guys for having me. <laughs> My mind just can't seem to get it right I'm faithful And life is all so sobering One minute flying in the air Next I'm crashing Crashing Oh, but somehow surviving the impact Though I still got some bruises from my past I know you're watching, watching my back How do you love me this way? Ooh, all I can say Is that I am so glad that you love me In spite of my flaws I'm thankful you care That was so good by my VOF brother, Jordan Phyllis Brett. All right, we're going to try to get Miss Desiree on the phone. She is a Pennsylvania woman who I saw in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and she runs a food pantry from her home. So let's see, can we get her on the phone for what's good in the news? 
Hi, Desiree. My name is Hope, host of A Dose of Hope Radio, and we are excited to speak with you today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, yes. We are so happy to reach out to you for our Good in the News segment, and we just wanted to congratulate you on your fight against hunger. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is definitely a fight. Oh, my gosh. I was reading your article that you had in the uh, Pennsylvania Inquirer, and they were just kind of, you know, going through your life and and why you decided to do what you do, and they kind of classified you as a hunger fighter and I thought that was the neatest thing because I had never heard that before but you said something bouncing back is not enough that you have to do something with it and so I know that your fight for hunger had to come from somewhere tell us about it so I actually talked about in the article I talked about having food insecurities as a, as a child and the one thing that I, I have to express and I have to share and I, I hope to have other platforms even later to talk about it is that food insecurities, there's this misconception that the word food insecurity, the term food insecurities means that, you know, you're hungry all the time. Right. And that's not, that's not what it is at all. Food insecurities is just that you're insecure. Like you're just like in a relationship. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. It's like it's insta- unsta- unstable. Yeah. So we didn't, it wasn't that we didn't have, that we were poor. We weren't poor by any means. Um, it doesn't mean that we opened the refrigerator every day and it was nothing there. Right. That's not what happened. It just was, there. we lived in a food desert. The closest supermarket was about 20, 30 blocks away. We didn't have a car, but we were a middle-class family. But we lived in a very nice home. My parents purchased a very nice home. They were a middle-class family, but they worked very hard to have everything that they, they did have. And it just still wasn't enough in America. Yeah. They, we did rely on food banks. We did rely on other programs to support our family, um, like utility assistance stuff. And we did rely on um, the, the free lunch program. But the challenge was that my school looked at my family's income and said, you don't qualify for free lunch. Mm. But, but because we lived in a food desert, because we didn't have, we had a family of five, my parents could not always get to the supermarket to get stuff for the cover off three meals of the day. We just always didn't have enough food. You know, I can understand that, especially when you have a family with, you know, with multiple siblings. Um, you know, I also grew up in a middle class family where, you know, you would think, you know, everything's fine. You have, you know, a home and all these things. But there were times where you would go home and, and look in the refrigerator and it's just nothing there. And it's more circumstantial than it is money, if that makes sense. That is it. And, and there were other issues issues in my home that I, you know, I will always go into. There were other issues in the home. Yeah. But just take my circumstance. My circumstance wasn't even the worst the situation. Growing up, I had other children in my community that had much worse situations. I wasn't the only one. We yeah. were food insecure. Sometimes it was oodles and noodles. Sometimes it was peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was whatever we could find. That's to right. To, that's to right. To make a meal. Mm-hmm. That's, what just, that's what life is. But when other people that are um, more affluent see our situations, they see it as, oh, this is a problem. But for us, this was just a way of life. Right. But in America, where this is the land of opportunity, our opportunities are not equal. Mm. And that's a problem for me. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you said that, you know, one of the things that you wanted to make sure was that uh, people were never hungry again. You set up a food pantry at your house. Is that correct? That is correct. So okay. prior to that, about 13 years ago, I started food pantries in, in my church. That was mm-hmm. my first one. It actually started in my car trunk. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And my thing, I had a minivan and I, I would pick up stuff from local stores or other pantries that had leftover things. And I started it in my, my car, my car trunk. Um, and, and then my church allowed me to start a pantry in the church. And then I started, uh, I worked with other food pantries and it expelled to, um, the Philadelphia area and the Delaware County area where I live. Okay. And then when COVID hit, um, I actually was in my driveway just trying to organize the food to be delivered to other food pantries wow. because some of the food pantries were closing and they didn't want the mice and other rodents to ravish the food while they were closed for COVID because who knew how long COVID was going to last. Right, right. They told us two weeks, but he had no idea. Um, we were just organizing the food and people were driving by like, please, the supermarkets don't have anything. Can we have some food? We need food. The super, you know, no, we can't even get into a supermarket. And we were like, this is going to be a problem. Wow. So we just started giving like people stuff and then it went from, okay, you can have some of the stuff that we're organizing to a line down the street and around the corner. Wow. So that we were like, me and my volunteers were like, okay, we got to figure out what to do. Like who would know that that would be the need? 
quickly. Mm. So it went from that to, um, like, the neighbors complaining a little bit, like, what is going on? Like, the traffic, the this, the that. And it was like, okay, well, let's do it in my backyard. And it wasn't my intention, because it was like, this is my home. This is my private space. Right. So I really want to open it up to do this. And it was the Lord that said, this is your task. This is what you have to do. This is, everything belongs to me. It doesn't belong to you. Wow. This is what you're tasked to do. Yes, like, absolutely. You know, you know what it feels like to be hungry. To be hungry even for, like, a couple of hours versus to be hungry every day. That is a beautiful thing. It is true a beautiful thing and when you say you know that the Lord led you to 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 move forward with this um, it definitely is a God sent thing because again it's just so needed and it's so many people who you know some I know people that are just embarrassed for whatever reason to go to a food pantry or to or to go to anything like that so just to be able to come somewhere even like you know your place that they can come and get something without feeling uh, having that feeling of that you're in a you know a welfare line or something like that it's all also a beautiful thing in its own way right and that's why we do partner with churches and we do work with churches and other organizations but that's why this one is near and dear to my heart although we're christians we don't like you know beat anybody over the head with the bible some of us are christians but we have other people that are other religions that work with us too involved right with us right too. but we try to like play music or you know say jokes or give people like gifts sometimes when they come different kinds of gifts to just try to cheer people up and say like hey you're coming to my home nothing like you have to feel ashamed of right um, and i tell them like hey I eat this stuff too this is nothing like nothing to be ashamed of yeah and I'll tell them like hey if they say well what is this because some some of the produce is different like they may not be familiar with we buy stuff that's culturally sensitive to everyone mm -hmm. and they'll say well oh, what is this well this is a Brussels sprout I don't know how to cook it well this is how I cook it right right oh so, that, so they're not just getting food but they're getting instruction they're getting recipes yes. cooking lessons yes, <laughs> they I, get I, the I whole connect, thing I connect with healthcare agencies and I get the healthcare agencies to come out and talk to them about quality health Healthcare, and they do healthcare screenings um, during the election time. I got um, information about um, how to complete a ballot, how to do the ballot, how to do a provisional ballot, how to vote, how to register to vote, wow. who to vote, for, you know, who how to choose who you want to vote for. So just an all-around resource. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is amazing, and we just thank you so much. Um, if anyone wanted to, how do you do donations? Do people donate food, or how does that work? So people can donate food. Um, people have been drop. I leave a bin on my porch, so people drive by and put food on the porch. Um, we do have a GoFundMe page. Um, the link is on our Facebook and our Instagram page. Okay. Um, Facebook and Instagram pages are both Murphy's Giving Market. Okay. And the Facebook, the GoFundMe is on both the um, Facebook and Instagram pages. Okay, well, we'll and take that and share it on our site as well so that people will know how to get in contact with you. Yes. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us and um, just keep doing what you're doing. It is a beautiful thing and it's so needed. And so I pray that one day we will live in an America where people won't be hungry. But yes. until then, continue to fight the fight. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And you be blessed, my sister. Thanks, you as well. All right. Hey, hey, what a full day. Oh, my goodness. But yes, next week, next up, we have the beautiful Myra Smith from Hampton Roads, Virginia. She is here for our inspirational highlight. She is also known as the Phoenix. And I can't wait for you to hear her story. Um, Veronica Evans will also be with us. She's from North Carolina. She is here for the inspirational music highlight. And we're going to be digging deep into her song called Captured. I am so looking forward to next week, but you know what I'm going to say. So just know that you have been dosed. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. And thank you so much to everyone who responded, who left messages, and who went and logged on to adoseofhope.org. After seeing our write-up on Fox News, CBS, and NBC. Okay, can you say excited? But all right, see you guys next week. And thank you so much for listening. Did I tell y'all that I was so green when it came to doing this podcasting, but Anchor has made it so, so, so easy for me. I mean, it's free, first of all. And also there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, which makes it extremely easy. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's what I'm talking about. So it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I'm telling y'all, if this is what you want to do, carry yourself on over, okay?
to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Your dream awaits.